0: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of the 10-Minute Break Podcast.
1: Hi, my name is Patrick Dowd. This is Roland Lagos back. This is Killian Lyon. And today we're here to cover the baseball team, Easter, and the Mission Drive.
2: Oh, uh, Welcome, guys. Uh, as a little April Fool's joke, we have the... Roland and my brother here today to join us along with Jock. And um, we're gonna have a couple of special guests come in. Um William Good and Hunter Ufnak, who are both valuable players on the baseball team, with their um with them being in the middle of the season. And we're gonna have eventually follow the pulse come in later on to the episode to talk about the mission drive and to talk about how to celebrate Holy Week and the week after that Easter week.
3: Yeah, it should be a great episode, and so welcome Hunter Uknak and William Good. Thanks for being here, guys.
0: Yeah, of course. Yep. I'm mean, gonna start us off. We've had uh, three games in a row the last three days, and we've won all three. What do you think has been like the key to our success this season?
4: Uh, this season in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want to say we've we started off the bats a little slow, and the in the the offensive side of things have picked up uh, a lot, and. Um, are pitching mainly, I mean, we have seven, maybe eight guys that can come in there and throw strikes. And when you can do that, you can, I mean, you got a chance to win any ball game because we're holding teams under three runs.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been great. How's, how do you guys feel the gizzard when they're, you know, out at a baseball game, you know, supporting the, Supporting the team.
4: Yeah, right.
5: yeah, you go ahead on I on think there's nothing better than the Holy Cross game. But no, the difference of the, the Gizzard being there and not is kind of crazy. I mean, we're going to bring the energy regardless, but like, I don't know, I'm just waiting for like the Brother Martin game, like the Rumble game, when everybody gets to go because it's district. It's just it's like it.
4: No, it's, it's, it's apparent that the, the Gizzard brings energy. I mean, you come out and you play a baseball game, it's hard to get – up and in it and locked in for some of those games and when you have a big gizzard uh, behind you and especially in those district games i mean everybody feeds off of that energy and everybody loves to play in that atmosphere and i mean there's nothing better than a tuesday thursday night ball game with 50 guys from our school screaming and yelling it's awesome
2: in baseball y'all play
4: so many games uh
2: day after day how do you stay locked in repeatedly day after day? How does your coach help y'all with that? How do y'all mentally prepare for each game?
4: That's a great question. Uh, I believe, personally, I wanna say 80, 90% of baseball is mental. I mean, it, it like is 99. crazy. You walk up to the plate, and if you're not ready to hit, you'll, you're, you're beat already. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we, we pre-game, You might have your – everybody's got different ways of of so-called locking in. Like some guys like to listen to their music. Some guys just like to sit in silence and kind of soak it all in. Uh, But then again, coach comes out and he just reassures us that everybody's got each other's back and and just go – like he always says while we're walking out, play loose, have fun, and win. William, this is a a
0: question for you because you play – you both pitch and play catcher so that's a there's a lot of like work on your arm and a lot of stress there right how do you like go three games in a row with just a whole lot of
4: throwing um well early season I had a a little bit of arm trouble ended up getting a steroid shot in my right shoulder uh kind of just took it easy for a couple days but yes it is a lot on the body especially uh with the arm um but I mean just just recovery we have we have the training, and um, I mean, our trainers and our equipment that we have is, I mean, some of the best in the state, not much more you could ask for. And so being able to come in and get some recovery done, whether that's Norma Tech, that's game ready, that's STEM, that's cupping, that's scraping, it's all available to us. It, it, it helps a ton, especially the re- recovery is everything. So that's, that's the main thing.
3: Obviously, you guys are um, both seniors and been playing baseball for years. And I know even before you came to Jesuit, a lot of the guys you played with for years even before that are all on the team. What's it like as seniors, you know, be here with your final season with all the guys you've played with for, you know, eight, ten years now? And how does that, you know, is there a sense of urgency and, you know, we really want to win this year? Or is it, you know, you're just enjoying every moment with uh, the guys
5: you've played, you know, forever? It's a combination of both. Like, I mean, I told you like five years or five years ago, I'm playing against him. We're playing against each other. And now we're just sitting on the same side of each other saying, like, hey, we only got eight more games left this year together until playoffs. We got to, like, that's all we came here for one reason is to win, and that's, that's what we're going to do.
4: Yeah, we. I mean, that's that's the goal from the get-go is to win a state championship. Everybody wants to win a state championship. And uh, being able to play alongside these guys uh, for multiple years, you just learn you, – you become close to, to one another and especially just growing the game and the sport and seeing each other grow and – and take uh, different positions on this team, whether or not, uh, like like just for say, we've got 13, 14 seniors and, and everybody's a leader. Everybody plays a, a part, especially with these younger guys. And it, I'm, I, I assume and I hope it uh, has an influence on them when they grow old, just like it had an influence on me the past two, three years I've been playing here.
1: Speaking of uh, state championships, how are y'all feeling for going to state?
4: uh i i mean i feel great i've i've felt I great, great from the uh get-go yeah we've got we've got a great group of guys we've got a pitching staff uh we haven't had yeah. in years and um i think we're now 18 and 5 pushing high in the power rankings we're gonna we're gonna close out the back half of this season and hopefully get up there uh i know now they've expanded the uh the the play, the t- the amount of teams in the playoffs I know it's not the same anymore uh but I'm pretty sure fir- first four teams get a bye and so we're shooting for
5: yeah, we're sitting at number three right or anything uh
4: we're shooting for the one of those four spots and then we do, we plan to win out so we can host everybody and, and, and have that gizzard behind us and feed off of that energy
0: a question about the the uniforms because we've worn <laughs> I think the same uniform since the nineteen twenties. But this year we got a big Marucci
5: sponsorship. Just how is that how has that been nice or different than the last year? I mean, it's kinda of, it's the same pinstripes that that's never gonna change. But uh, I personally I like the jerseys. They're like more of a dry fit, they're a fake button down kinda. Of, the only two buttons are the real ones. And everything else is just stitched on, so it's not like authentically, you know. I think it's pretty good. I mean I mean right. we
4: go we, we go way back, obviously. Everything around here is about tradition. And uh, I mean, Marucci has stepped in, and they've given us – I mean, I, I believe our uniforms are way more comfortable than oh, yeah. what they used They're to traffic. be. Uh, they give us the opportunity to, to get discounts on uh, gloves and bats and, yeah. and whatnot. And uh, we went to Lafayette the other weekend, and, they, and, we, and we got to stop by and hit at their uh, facilities – um, they even ended up giving us some, some free gloves, a, some free hats. For back grips. Uh, right? Bat grips. They got to um, use their facilities. So yeah, know. no, it, it's awesome. And, and, and I can't wait for the next couple years because once they make kind of the full switch into the Marucci thing, I think it's all just going to go up from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, before a game, do you all have any superstition pregame
5: rituals that you all do? I mean – got a couple of them gates likes to make a couple of them out of the out of the blue like uh the gatorade colors it depends who you ask some people say you can't use yellow some people say you can use yellow um we can't play certain songs before games uh after games there's always a certain specific order of songs you play and it's very very much a very superstitious sport yeah it is a superstitious
4: game but if uh it can be too much sometimes and yeah. when you when you let it be too much it'll eat you up and you just you think maybe hey i didn't do this one thing and that's why i did bad yeah. so so don't like you can have a routine and expect, no like have a routine but a routine. do not make it superstition that's what i think at least yeah
3: well um one final question for you guys so obviously you guys talked about got some really big district games coming up Are there any you know what games? What dates do you think you want the full support out? You know, for the team, if you had to pick a couple.
4: I'm gonna tell uh, right now. Monday. We have we have Rummel to John Curtis to Brother Martin, to brother Martin and I, I for as long as I've been playing here, we haven't had that stretch of 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 the top the other top three teams in the district. So, I mean, if I could pick a game, I'd say. Uh, we got Let's the go next definitely Brother Martin because they're killing it right now. They're a hot baseball team. Uh, and I really like the
5: rumble game too. So, A lot of people are going to be going for spring break, but that Monday, next Monday, this is like the last district game that people are going to be able to go to before we play Brother Martin. So that would be huge. You all can come out for that. Yeah. But, yeah.
3: Well, thank you guys for joining us today. It was great to hear some of your insight into uh, the Jesuit baseball world.
5: Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you, Hunter and William, for joining us today. And now we invite Father Pulse, uh, the head chaplain here at Jesuit High School, to talk about uh, the Lenten Mission Drive and some Easter practices.
6: How are you doing, Father? I'm, I'm feeling blessed. Getting ready for Palm Sunday and then the holiest week of the year. Mission drives is It's It's a good time.
0: Speaking about the mission drive, I mean, this, this mission drive has been unlike one I've seen in my time in Jesuit with a, with a goal. And then even just like a, a noddle, like a, an amount of money that we try to hit. That's really impressive. What do you think, what was your strategy in planning all of the mission drive?
6: Yeah. So the, uh, the total came about from the 175 years, just how do we can make 175 part of the mission drive? Uh, so that's where the total was a little bit of a reach. Some people said it was too much. Some people said it was a little, a little high. I felt it myself, but then I broke it down. I was like, that's like 13 bucks a person for six weeks. I was like, oh, that's nothing. Uh, and so we tried to think about 175 for the total. And then it was like, well, what are we gonna give to? And so we thought it was one local place, the Grace of the Greenlight, which is a place that our school has gotten involved with that serves the homeless here. And then one's a new mission trip that we started up with Scott DeLatte uh, on the border in Brownsville. And so since we had already started a mission trip that's gonna be going this summer, we said, why don't we support them as a way of kind of preempting where we're gonna go. So those are the two ideas. Uh, and then Mr. Miraflor, Mr. Blair, and Mr. Flores came up with the sign, the eight-foot giant logo sign to count. And that's just given the Mission Drive a lot of energy each, uh, each assembly.
3: I mean, it certainly uh, almost took a couple kids out today. I mean, it was used almost as a weapon, I think.
6: It was, it was basically a weapon. I mean, if you remember, our first Mission Drive event was Fasting Fridays, and it was bread and water. And Patrick Dowd actually came up to me at the end of assembly, and he said, was that a joke? Do you really have bread in campus ministry? And I said, you better believe it. And uh, ever since then, we've taken off and done a lot of different fun stuff uh, on the Mission Drive.
3: I mean, we don't mean mean to take you from uh, your Fasting Friday. I know we uh, pulled you here for a pulled you.
6: I was having Irish soda bread, but hey, now I get to have great conversation, which is uh, man does not live on bread alone, but uh, (sighs) on good conversation. So I'm looking forward to
2: it. So the Mission Drive finishes um, Wednesday of next
6: week. Wednesday of next week, right, Holy Week. So when we take our Easter break, our Mission Drive is over. So right now we're at fifteen thousand. Uh, by Monday we'll be at sixteen thousand, and the question is, can we make that last fifteen hundred? I think yes. We have a great faculty auction coming up. where faculty are donating some items, and kids are going to bid on them next week. But
0: what, what are, are and what down. are some of these
6: exciting items? What are these? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, let me off the top of my head, we got golf lesson with Mr. Kubel at Metairie Country Club.
4: Ooh. Uh, we have <laughs>
6: breakfast with five faculty talking about sports at Betsy's. The tabs picked up on the faculty. I think Lamoth. Um, Uh, there's a couple of guys on there Um, we got breakfast cereal bar with the boys in campus ministry (laughs) cereal bar so we're going to buy cereals of your choice we're going to come in one morning before school we're just going to have the delicious milk and cereal uh, with the four guys who win the item with me, Mr. Mirfor, Mr. Blair and maybe a surprise appearance, maybe Father Kramer, maybe Father Brown shows up, we're not sure um, there's a drum off with of Mr. Credo, next year's fa- uh, oh, yeah. football. Wow, uh, there's a, there's awesome. a lot of cool items on there, so I encourage you guys to take a look on Monday when they get displayed, and then they go to highest bidder. I have a, I have a little bit of a question. question so away. next year,
3: seventeen hundred and six hundred dollars. I mean, what seventeen thousand six hundred dollars? Is that do I, I cool. was
2: going to make the same joke, Patrick, and I refrained myself.
3: Seventeen. Mm-hmm. If, you know, for the one hundred seventy sixth year. What do what do you think?
2: Yeah, you know what? We're not outrunning the grace. So this, uh,
6: this inspiration came right before the Mission Drive hit. We're going to wait for inspiration next year. I don't want to uh, give I like it. away I some like surprises. It. I like it.
0: No surprises. What was your uh, favorite Mission Drive event so far? Oh, uh, a toss-up. Uh, a toss-up between
6: Fasting Fridays, which uh, was way more popular than, uh, than I expected. And then the, the surprise event was um, the pie-in-the-face day. I did not see that coming in more ways than one. Uh, and that was, uh, that was a ton of fun for the missions, uh, and it was a st- total
0: student-organized event, so it was wonderful. And uh, luckily, it was, it, was, it was help with student council took a big part in it, and actually right. the, the brain behind most of the operation was uh, Jacques Broussard, who is actively on this podcast.
1: I, I wouldn't say that completely, but one of my favorite events was actually uh, doing rock, paper, scissors against Father Pulse, and so it's $20 for a box of donuts. And I won the rock, paper, scissors, and so I got a box and a half. But I gave the half box away to a random table of 10th graders.
0: That was very kind of you, Jacques. Thanks, Wonderful. Thanks for Man it. brothers We're going to get a
3: rematch. So, Father, obviously the Lenten mission drive is, um, you know, finishing up. And obviously after the great season of Lent is the even better season of Easter. So, you know, as a Catholic, as a Catholic high schooler who might not have a, you know, Know what to do once the Lent's over. Obviously, Lent is almost pretty simple, is that you're trying to um, be in solidarity with Jesus and um, you know giving of yourself and trying to work to become more like Jesus and work to become a better man. How can a Catholic then you know turn to the Easter season of celebration and what should a Catholic do? Because it's not necessarily as straightforward as you know the Lenten practices many of us you know participate in.
6: Yeah I want want to make two plugs for that. The first I want to say the way that you enter into the Easter season is you celebrate. Uh, Lent is a time of fasting but fasting takes part of its intelligibility from seasons of feasting and celebration. Um, You know Ash Wednesday becomes very powerful because of the celebration of Mardi Gras. So we go through some intense fasting and, and sacrificing and so whatever you've given up for Lent enjoy that during Easter. Enjoy it. In fact Uh, during all of Easter week, even on Friday, you're encouraged to eat meat. That's how much the church uh, wants you to celebrate. Friday of Easter week, you can have meat, right? So I think the first thing you do to celebrate Easter is to celebrate. Uh, The second thing I want to make a plug for is a lot of guys uh, don't know about this, but the coolest Mass of the year is Holy Saturday. It's long. Typical church Mass on Holy Saturday is going to be two hours. The best Mass you're ever going to go to in your life. So I encourage you, if you hear this podcast before Holy Saturday, See if you can find a church to go to on Saturday night uh, where the Easter candle is lit. The church is often dark when you walk in. You'll get to see new um, Christians being made in baptism and in confirmation. uh, And it's just one of the coolest masses you can go to. So a great way to celebrate the Easter season is go to Easter, Saturday mass, celebrate with your church, and then Easter Sunday, get up and enjoy Easter season. Remember that you've been delivered from your sins. And so celebrate with the levity of the gospel. Before we get to Easter season, we don't wanna forget the Nine Churches walk here that we do through Jesuit High School on Good Friday. Uh, there's a website called ninechurches.com. It'll tell you where we're starting, it'll tell you our route, uh, and it'll tell you how you can join us. We're gonna start at Holy Name Church at 815, and we're gonna finish at Immaculate Conception Church. Uh, we take all comers from school, bring your family, bring your friends, uh, and it's a great devotion to enter into Good Friday. So it's Good Friday morning uh, where we get to walk with the school, I'll be there. Some of these guys will be here, Mr. Mirafor, Mr. Blair, other faculty and friends from school. It's a way to enter into Christ's uh, passion and to see some great churches uh, along the
0: way as well. But with Easter and all the, the fun religious things that come with Easter, there's also some, uh, some candy thrown about. And candy is very polarizing. Right, Killian?
2: Indeed, one at the moment is concerning me. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to part nine, I believe, of uh Killing's Concerns where today we're gonna have an Easter special and discussing Easter candy. So, um instead of a ranking like I normally do, I feel like I should just call out some candies and have an open discussion, see how y'all feel about them. And just that the floor's open. Yeah. So I'll call the first candy. Uh, just found that this is the most popular Easter candy of all time, right now, even though it's probably one of the worst ones. Peeps.
3: Um, oh. Peeps. I think.
2: I think Peeps as a
3: as a kid, fond fond spot in my heart. I think Peeps were one of one of my favorite. You know, little uh, little bundles of joy. The sweetness with the more sweetness, added with some extra sweetness on top, just filled me with energy and happiness. But now it's just too much. I think it's. It's not a staple candy for your adult.
1: I hate peeps. Peeps are disgusting. Terrible. On that low note, I think we should move on. My one of my favorite Easter candies is the Cadbury Cream Egg. A lot of people yes. don't like it. Like a lot of yes. people are like, "Oh, that's nasty." My mom taught me about it when I was like older, and she was like, "Oh, this is my favorite." I was like, "Mom, that looks disgusting." <laughs> I give it a try. Best thing ever.
0: I mean, Cadbury Cream Eggs are like the OG Easter candy. Like they're the original. I'm pretty sure. And they're I mean, they're pretty good. I wouldn't I wouldn't pick it as my favorite, but they're definitely good. I would pick it as my
2: favorite. I can't lie. Uh-oh. I just don't like those cream eggs. They just like I don't really like cream creamy candy. I just like plain chocolate candy, mm.
1: and so <laughs> I just like plain candy for Easter.
0: They're they're good. You eat one, and then you're sick of them. They're not good after the first Cadbury cream egg. It's all it is. I think Cadbury. Where you come from?
3: Cadbury like cream sweet. eggs is just um. The space. It takes a space. A space that I don't want to be taken up in my stomach. I don't think it should exist. I think I think they're a That's embarrassment to, to all candy. You know that it's just modern candy. They're they're an OG player, but I don't think they're they should be
0: allowed on the scene anymore. You the only thing I have to say is I'm I'm a Cadbury cream egg fan. I don't think it's uh, the best Easter candy. I think it's a it's a pretty good Easter candy. But do you know what it is really good? What? The Cadbury chocolate egg. So it's the Cadbury cream egg. But it has like a, a chocolate inside. in the middle. Yeah, that's too much chocolate. They're trying no, it's too not. hard. That's too, trying. Much it's that's too much, like, much like, chocolate. That's Too much chocolate. So,
2: so the it, is it just like a chocolate? Egg? It's, a,
0: it's, a it's, a like a, it's like it's like a creamier chocolate. Okay,
2: I can see and that being then, good
0: too. I think I think what Jacques is just struggling with here is the idea of the too much chocolate. There's never too much chocolate. That's there, not there true. Is, there is definitely too much chocolate. There is
3: definitely a thing that's too much chocolate.
1: No. Okay, another one I like to say is the types of jelly beans. Now, Nowadays, you know, every candy co- to company has a jelly bean, you know. But I think one that stands above, 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 way above all the rest is the Starburst jelly beans. To me, those are just top tier. You know, when you break open that egg and there's fill, full of Starburst jelly beans, that's my favorite moment of Easter.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Starburst jelly beans are, are the perfect example of a jelly bean. I don't think at this point I'll eat jelly beans other than Starburst jelly beans. Either.
2: I've never had them. What? Wow, that's, that's a Go travesty. <laughs> I know. Kara, Kara, Have you had them? Uh, I've never had them. I don't, I don't even know what they are, honestly. I, I didn't know those existed. It. That's jelly beans. They are,
3: they, are, they are the best jelly, shot. best jelly beans. <laughs> I um, best jelly beans. Another candy that is recreated anew for the Easter season, the Reese's egg. Ooh. It's just a Reese's in the shape of egg. I love an the, egg. And and it's the Reese's. so good.
0: The seasonal Reese's, especially the Reese's egg, is the best candy, hands down. It's one can of I, the Can best. I one-up you? No. It's one of the best. No. The frozen Starburst Reese's jellyfish. egg. The frozen <laughs> the Reese's, the Reese's egg is delicious. But just the Reese's egg in general is the best candy. Doesn't even depend on Easter. It's the best candy. I'm going to have to stay with Jock's
2: original analysis of the the. the Cream Cadbury, egg. Cream egg. <laughs> Cadbury
1: cream egg. Cadbury
2: cream egg. I don't. I don't. I don't know that. Okay, okay. Cadbury. Okay. Okay.
1: What about what about the little Christmas trees
0: that Reese's makes? Is that up there too it's or the, something? It's the same. It's the same candy, just in the shape of a tree. Okay, so but it is, so it's not really an Easter. Candy. No, I don't know. It's I don't more know. Of the general egg, candy. Don't shape my Easter
3: egg. Seeing here. the shape of the egg just gives me that joy inside. That that OG oh, the, feeling, yeah.
0: which the, which I think. The Reese's is, egg is the original is the original like seasonal Reese's and it has an, an even like more special place in my heart. For but I reason. feel like the problem here is, is
1: you're confusing Reese's with the Reese's egg. Just because you like Reese's the most, doesn't mean Reese's
0: egg is the best. No, no, what I'm saying is, I'm a huge Reese's fan, but the Reese's egg is the best Reese's and because Reese's is the best, the Reese's egg is the best overall candy ever made. Jock, you egging him on, dude. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, no, that was, that was good. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> see, know, that, that's why we brought my brother on just for his puns. Oh
2: yeah. If you want to talk about looks though, go, going back to what we all agreed would be one of the worst candies, Peeps does give you that that whenever I see a Peep, I always get excited because it reminds me of Easter. I feel like Peep the nostalgia is, is it, there. Is the, yeah. It's like the showcase candy for Easter. It's,
3: it's just the truth. It's, the showcase is there. I mean, the nostalgia is there. Sorry. Um, and I think it's that goes hand-in-hand hand with another candy I kind of feel like needs to be brought up. One that is, you know, good for the first two bites, and then eh, it gets a little bit tough it's to eat. eat. I mean, you've got the, the large chocolate bunnies or even the ones that are hard and, like, full. Those are those are difficult to eat, but they are so nostalgic for Easter, having those chocolate candies, like the, the shape is a bunny. I mean, I, don't I want
1: to get you guys' thoughts on uh, on that kind of candy. Patrick, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, getting one of those big Easter bunnies, you know. I, uh, you know, break off the ears first. You can suck on them for a while. That's normally what I do. You know, it lasts you a good two, three minutes, right? And just the chocolate taste never goes away. And then you break off the other ear. Give it a good old suck. And I, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, it lasts forever. It tastes like chocolate. It is what it is. But then, But do you ever really eat the whole body? I feel like.
2: Yes, I do. Yeah, I regret, I I it. I regret doing it, but I do.
1: Nearly every single time in one sitting, I eat the entire
0: body.
2: Would y'all rather hollow or full? Hollow. Oh. I mean, no, 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 full. 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 I, I,
0: prefer, I, I prefer hollow, I prefer, hollow. Yeah. I prefer hollow unless, full. unless it is a Reese's, a Reese's bunny. And okay, I we're back to the Reese's.
1: Okay, Roland, this one may be for you. So there's a Reese's bunny. But, like, it's like a normal Reese's, but it's like, you know, it has the peanut butter on the inside, so it's a Reese's bunny. Yeah.
0: I may have eaten too full of those last Easter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't good for my stomach. No, that does not sound good. All
3: right. Any last takes
0: from anyone? I mean, I just feel like I have to wrap wrap this up with what I've said before. Uh-oh. No. The Reese's egg nope. is the gre- greatest candy uh-huh. ever made. Regardless of season, regardless of other candies, like the a record, Reese's Egg like a is record. the best candy. The wow. truth. It's the truth, man. It is the truth. It's like saying peeps is good. You can't
2: handle the truth.
3: Oh, wow. I bet Killian. What what movie is that from, Killian?
2: Why, why are you saying, Why are you calling me out here?
3: Jacques, what movie is that from?
2: Monty Python. I have no idea. No. <laughs> I have no idea. It is
3: from A Few Good a Men. A Few Good Men, yeah. Tom Cruise, great
2: movie. All right, and uh, with that... This concludes part nine of Killian's Concerns. I'm your host, Killian Lion, with all the other co-hosts on here. And the brothers, thank you for listening. Make sure to watch next time. I'll catch you all later, peeps. Deuces. Oh, peeps. Oh, peeps, I get peeps. It. Ah. That was good. That was good. That was a good, that was a good one. one. That was a good all one. just all right, so as good so as uh, you're egging, so egging them on. Egging them on. That was best, continue boy.
3: Continue do that. And with that, that concludes today's episode. We had a lot of great talks. We talked about baseball. We talked about Easter and the Lenten mission drive. We talked about Easter candy. We had um, our guest host Jacques Broussard on. Hi. We had uh, our two April Fools, um, you know, brother stand ins. Oh,
1: yeah. This is Spencer Waggis back. This
3: is Collar Line signing out. And uh, thank you for listening to season four, episode 10 of the 10 Minute Break Podcast.
2: Later, peeps. Don't make a peep. That makes
0: sense. What did he say? He says, Thor was acting like that. Okay, so now we need to do the intro. (laughs)